This is 105.9 The Region with your stories. The good news in our neighborhoods, our cities, our country, and beyond. This is good to hear. This is 105.9 The Region. I'm Jim Lang, and this is Good to Hear, where we share only the good news stories. Our top story today, hockey legend Angela James named to the Order of Canada. Now this is good to hear. Good morning, Angela. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, pretty amazing stuff for the humble roots that you came from and how you started playing hockey in a parking garage and a housing complex to being named to the Order of Canada. When you received the call yesterday, what's the first thing going through your mind? Well, um, honestly, I, I, I knew last week, um, but uh, it was uh, it was pretty surreal. Um, I know that... Um, you know, just like so many other inductions that we got calls for, it's just it really makes you sit back and and think about you know what you've done in your life and you know to be able to share this with uh, all Canadians and uh, you know the country that you lived and breathed and and worked and played sports in and and uh, your family and and everybody that uh, you possibly know grew up with. Uh, to receive a call like that was pretty special. You're also the co-owner of the GM of the Toronto Six of the Premier Hockey Federation, uh, promoting and pushing professional women's hockey in North America. You're a member of the Hockey Hall of Fame, the IH Hall of Fame. You've done it all. This kind of thing, this representation of you as, as, as the face of women's hockey in this country, how can this help the sport and women's sport in, in the future in this nation? Well, we've had some already some great uh, hockey players uh, receive this uh, nomination uh, with, uh, you know, Cassie Campbell and Haley Wickenheiser. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of other great female hockey players receiving this honor. Um, And, uh, you know, we can only uh, do what we can possibly do by just, you know, providing such platforms, you know, for for young girls and, and and women to, um, you know, aspire to, to dream about, you know, and just, you know, by playing the sport that we just love, you never know what can happen. So, um, you know, I, I'm a prime example of that. Like uh, you said at the start, you know, um, growing up, shooting hole from shooting little small holes, uh, uh, shooting, you know, in my, in my garage, you know, just dreaming and playing hockey and just thinking about what could be and, you never know. And, uh, you know, here we're having this conversation today. Speaking to Angela James, a Richmond Hill resident, the newest appointee to the Order of Canada. Uh, pretty incredible stuff. And, and as you say, uh, being appointed to the Order of Canada only proves that dreams really do come true. Um, are you starting to get the sense that uh, women, uh, women of color, um, athletes of color in this this country, can see someone like you as an inspiration, like, hey, she did it. She came from nothing, and look where she's at right now. I can do it as well. Absolutely. You know, um, I don't think it's uh, it's about my color of my skin that uh, creates dreams. Uh, I think it's a, a human race uh, thing. It's, it's about everybody being able to have uh, such a platform, whether you're male, female, um, black, white, or, or, or any kind of nationality. Um, I, I just think that the opportunities uh, should be there for everybody. And, uh, you know, in particular, women's hockey, you know, it's such a great game. We, uh, w- women love to play it. Young girls love to play it. And, you know, you can uh, 
keep playing until you're into your 80s, no different than, than the men. And, uh, you know, the possibilities of what can happen as a result of that. And, you know, being with the Toronto Six and the uh, PHF, um, you know, this year as a GM, it allows me the opportunity to, you know, pay women uh, a good salary to play hockey. And uh, I remember after my first signing uh, with one of my players and they were just ecstatic to say, you know, never in my life would I have dreamt that I would be paid this much money to play hockey. And so we want to continue that also to the different levels that uh, are below women's hockey, whether it be uh, the universities, whether it be the junior leagues, um, just so that there's different platforms, our national programs where women can go and play and uh, dream. That's awesome. And you get to hang out with Sandra O oh at your induction ceremony, which is pretty cool. Oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I can hardly wait. Uh, you know, uh, they're, uh, they've uh, caught up, I believe, uh, from the pandemic, and uh, there's uh, an awful lot of us, and um, this is going to be awesome, um, just some of the, the names of the, uh, of the recipients. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Congratulations once again, Angela, and thank you for everything you do for hockey and sports in this country. It's greatly appreciated. Thank you very much for having me today. It's a pleasure. Good to hear. This is the good news. Well, it is indeed good to hear that for the first summer in years, we're maskless and we are ready to party and we're also ready to travel. But boy, have we been hearing horror stories uh, lately from the airport and even from the borders. Our uh, good friend Martin Firestone joins me right now to chat about uh, this and what the latest update is. Hey, Martin, how you doing? I'm excellent. How are you? I am well. Okay, so we're going across the border. How easy, how hard is it now compared to, to what it was months ago? The new word is pack your patience. Unfortunately, you it is going to be nothing like it was before. It is the new normal. It is mayhem. It is chaos both on departure and arrival. And you really have to be prepared to handle it, or it's going to be a very frustrating experience. So we're going to talk about the airport first, and that and and that has not improved. Come on, Martin. They, at at some point, they should have done something to make it a little bit better that, than the hell people have been going through for the last couple of months. Yeah, to put it simply, I, I think I summed it up. Honestly, the pent up demand. The reduction in restrictions and removal of them or suspension of them, that combined all together with an infrastructure at the airport and terminal level that's just not ready to handle the increase in travel is what's causing all the problems, really simply put. Now, one thing I always tell people when they're traveling is make sure that your luggage weighs under 50 pounds, not 49.9 with your scale at home, because it's going to be different than the one at the airport. You want it down like 45. Am I right? I don't think a lot of people do that, no matter what you say to them (laughs) or whatever. And I'm as guilty as the next. When you get there and then they tell you you have to take some things out of your carry-on or out of your luggage, that's when the problems begin. Great point. And that slows traffic down. Yes, they should be doing it before and not trying to time it just perfectly. Make sure they have some freedom of weight in that bag for sure. What else should I do when I go to the airport that'll help speed it along? Because if individuals speed it along, it speeds it along for everybody. Yeah, no doubt. So, I mean, firstly, get there early enough that you're not struggling to get 
to your flight. Just what, what's, er- you know what? what's early these days? Well, I believe minimum two hours, possibly three hours. And my attitude is if you got there way in advance and you got through in two minutes, isn't that great? Yeah. Enjoy yourself and relax at the lounge. Don't try to time it because depending on the day, time of day, or what's going on in general with staffing that day, it could be a nightmare. You could miss your whole flight. All right. Now, what about land borders? Is, is it any easier to get across? It is much easier. Much easier, but at the end of the day, the same thing for the land border as the air border. Your arrive can dock heading back into Canada has to be done, has to be accurate, has to be completely filled in, or you're going to run into problems there also with respect to getting through. So can't stress enough. And this is the problem with some seniors who are having trouble either with phones, which they maybe don't even own, or laptops to get this done and are asking their children to help them. But that arrive can dock must be completed in full. Once you get the hang of it, it is relatively easy. Um, it's one layer probably we could do without, and there's a lot of talk about trying to get rid of that ArriveCan app. Um, but uh, all in all, though, things are slowly starting to get easy. How is it going to be easier for me to get back in the country at the end of my trip? Well, most importantly, the requirement to show a negative COVID uh, antigen or PCR test, those days are all gone. But keep in mind that 5 million unvaccinated individuals can now travel domestically, of course, with no proof of vaccination. But where I think we're going to run into a big problem is you can leave on international trips without proof of vaccination. But coming back in, and this is the key to your ArriveCan doc question, they are going to have to either have gotten vaccinated while they are away, which I hardly think will happen, or show quarantine information and everything for the 14-day quarantine they're going to have to have because they are unvaccinated. That's going to slow things down big time. Okay. Now, I I hope I don't blindside you with this question. I didn't prep you for it. But what's the inside word on a cheaper vacation, Uh, whether it's domestic or foreign? What are people doing or what would you suggest to save a lot of bucks? Yeah, cheaper and vacation don't go together anymore. <laughs> Sadly, there, there is no cheap vacation. But what I am hearing is people are definitely putting off travel internationally this year and leaning more towards domestic, either driving or not. Now, driving has its own scenario with high fuel costs, so I'm not mm-hmm. sure that's the answer. What we're hearing from some people's cottage rentals, staying in province, not getting into the airplane or things like that. All right, Martin, give your website a plug. Sure. www.travel-secure.ca. Anytime helping you with any travel insurance inquiries or needs. All right. Martin Firestone, have a great weekend, a great holiday weekend, sir. Good to hear. We'll be right back on 105.9 The Region. Listen live at 1059theregion.com or 105.9 FM. This is 105.9 The Region with your stories, the good news in our neighborhoods, our cities, our country, and beyond. This is Good to Hear. I'm Shaliza Bacchus, and our next story on Good to Hear is all about newcomers to Canada. There are so many people who decide to choose our country and specifically York Region home. And to tell me all about that, I am joined by Joseph Silva, Director of the Strategies and Partnerships Branch in the Community and Health Services Department with York Region. How are you, Joseph? And can you tell me a little bit about the newcomer guide that York Region offers? 
Absolutely. Uh, thank you for, for having me here. So uh, uh, certainly, uh, as you noted, newcomers play an important role in, in building, strengthening, and enriching our communities and country, both culturally and economically. And York Region is home to uh, diverse communities. So we have been working with partners to making the region truly a welcoming and inclusive place for newcomers. And collaboratively, we offer many supports. One of them is through a newcomer guide that we have developed and continue to improve and update. Uh, this guide is a directory, truly more than a directory, of available programs and services, and it serves as a valuable resource to support newcomers settle and integrate in York Region. And, and Joseph, where did the uh, interest spark to create the guide? Well, um, one of the things that we do know, um, both based on our research and certainly our experience, moving to a new country can be an exciting but also a stressful process. So we wanted to develop a guide that includes useful information to help newcomers and their families settle here in the region quickly and easily. And it is really driven by a collective desire of the region and its partners to find ways to support newcomer uh, social and economic integration. So that's really a driving interest uh, for for this guide. Okay, and what can you maybe elaborate a little bit on what specific information people can find in the guide? Absolutely. So the the newcomer guide provides information on living, working in, and moving around your region, as well as key areas that are key to successfully staying healthy uh, within the community, learning, and having fun here. Uh, it, it provides information to support newcomers, uh, such as transit services, accessing health care, registering children in schools and language classes, and enjoying the many things to see and do here in our vibrant region. Yes, and there are so many things to do here in York Region. We talk about it all the time and so many diverse communities as well. So what advice do you have for people who are moving into the region or even refugees and how they can integrate and find themselves in these communities? So I would say get to know your new community by making use of services and supports that are available. Um, You could visit your local municipality's website for more information or certainly Uh, consult the Newcomer Guide, which is available at uh, www.york.ca slash newcomer services. These are great starting points. York Region is also home to five welcome centers that are hubs that can help newcomers, including refugees, settle into their new home. Um, And you could visit the Welcome Center Immigrant Services Portal page at welcomecenter.ca or phone them at 1-877-877. 761-1155. And I'm happy to repeat any of that information as well. Of course, we will recap that uh, at the end of this interview. But I want to dig a little bit deeper because, you know, there's a lot going on in the world right now in so many places. So why do you think that people choose Canada and specifically York Region uh, as their new home? So I think um, Canada is seen as a desirable place to live because we are socially inclusive economically prosperous, and immigration has helped drive our cultural diversity, our connections to the world, and the innovation that we need to propel forward. Uh, York Region is one of the most dynamic and diverse communities in the region, and it is a growing community. So I can definitely see the attractiveness of, of, of arriving and settling in York Region. And I have a question, Joseph. How long have you been in this position? Uh, I'm coming up to three years as Director of Strategies and Partnerships in uh, in September. 
Okay. And what have you been finding has been the most interesting thing and the most fulfilling thing if you've had interactions with a lot of new Canadians? I would say, and in this and in this portfolio, it includes a variety of social and community development files. One of them being uh, supports for newcomers uh, through our local immigration partnership. Um, one of the things that has, um, I wouldn't say, surprised me, but a wonderful reminder and a, and, a, and a treat, frankly, is to really see the passion uh, from from newcomers in, in terms of building a new life here but also contributing positively to their community. And, and when things come up and, and, and we have to address issues and collaborate, and sometimes there are tough days, keeping that in mind and ensuring that we provide supports for newcomers uh, helps uh, me and my team keep going. So that, that's what I would say. I love to hear that. I love that you said that it keeps you and your team going. Like, it, it sounds like you're very passionate about what you do. Yes, thank you. All right, Joseph, once again, uh, where can our listeners and the people of York Region access the Newcomer Guide? And uh, where can they go if they want uh, more information or are there any social media sites to follow you? For sure. So um, we, we've established a dedicated web page with uh, a variety of newcomer uh, services, supports and information. Um, it's at www.york.ca slash newcomer services. I also really encourage um, newcomers uh, to consider the welcome centers. There are five across York region. And as I said, they are hubs for settlement services and supports. Uh, They could uh, access information about welcome centers at www.welcomecenter.ca or they can phone uh, the welcome center at 1-877-761-1155. And just quickly, if you could just tell us uh, where those five hubs are in York region. Um, yes. So they are located, again, um, um, you know, strategically across the region, uh, and they're hubs for settlement services and supports. Uh, we have two locations in Markham, uh, a Markham North Welcome Center on Woodbine Avenue, a Markham South Welcome Center on Kennedy Road. Uh, and again, the information, by the way, about the Welcome Centers are also available in the Newcomer Guide. There is a Welcome Center in Newmarket on Young Street. Um, uh, Richmond Hill Welcome Center, also on Young Street, and the Vaughan Welcome Center on Jane Street. Amazing. Uh, and again, the, the specific details and the addresses are, can be found in the Newcomer Guide. Amazing. Joseph, thank you so much for joining me. And, you know, we just celebrated Canada yesterday, so do you have a message for our listeners? Absolutely. Gladly. Um, happy Canada Day to everyone, uh, whether you are a newcomer to Canada, an established immigrant, or you were born in Canada, Uh, Greetings for a happy Canada Day. Thank you. This has been Joseph Silva, Director of the Strategies and Partnerships Branch in the Community and Health Services Department with York Region. Thank you for joining me. This has definitely been good to hear. Good to hear. This is the good news. I know, I know it's out of the front page of news these days, but unfortunately, uh, Ukraine is still being assaulted by Russia, and there's a ton of people who have nothing to do or nowhere to go and need our help. Well, the city of Richmond Hill and Mayor David West is doing something about it. Thrilled to be speaking to the mayor of the city of Richmond Hill, David West, to find out more about this donation drive. David, how are you? Uh, good, Jim. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. July 16th, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. to Elbow Stoico Arena, Richmond Hill, a donation drive to support newcomers from Ukraine. We've seen the stories through the region of the GTA. Displaced Ukrainians, just their lives completely thrown upside down because of the illegal invasion from Russia. Now they find themselves in the region, and now they have to live a new life. 
Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's tragic and heartbreaking to hear the stories. And, you know, the reality is that uh, I understand there's up to 800 people that could be arriving in our community uh, now and in the, in the, the months to come. Uh, so there's quite an obvious need for that. And I think you're right off the top. I mean, this is certainly on people's minds, but it's not in the headlines as much as it was. But the need is actually more now than it maybe was at the beginning of the conflict. And imagine, just try, I'm, I'm trying to put myself in their shoes. If all of a sudden I had to grab my wife and kids and just whatever the clothes on my back and go to a country where I'm not familiar with the language, what would I do? So what do these pe- poor people from Ukraine do when they arrive in Richmond Hill, New York region, David? Well, that's that's the, the whole point of this, Jim, I think, and it's a, it's a good one. I mean, you know, I, I can't personally imagine that, and I'm thankful that I can't, but, uh, you know, th- the reality is that is happening to, to these people. You know, Richmond Hill and York Region are very caring communities, and, you know, I, I know our people are, are there to imagine what it would be like and, and to be able to help. So, you know, we would, we would like to be able to help, and this is why we're, we're doing this donation drive. So you can get more details on David's website, David West, I guess hyphen, at richmondhill.ca slash events to find out more about the donation drive taking place July 16th, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Elvis Stoico Arena. So for people going to the donation drive, listening to this, going, hey, I want to do something, David. I want to help. What are the main things they need to bring with them for this drive? Right. Well, we so we've donated, or sorry, we've partnered with the um, Nativity of the Mother of God uh, Ukrainian Orthodox Church, uh, also York Region, and the Welcome Center in Richmond Hill. And from speaking to those folks, um, the the best way to help the, the newcomers is with gift cards. Oh. Um, so this gives uh, families the ability to spend uh, the the funds the way they need to. Um, so grocery stores, home uh, stores, you know those types of places, and the details are on the website of what's really in need. Um, we also are happy to take new items, and I would stress they need to be new items of clothing, um, school supplies, and personal care items. And the reason for that is that you know those items are small. They you know logistics they can be stored easily and then distributed as needed. And again, that gets back to the gift card idea. The, the consensus from from the uh, the, the church and, and, and the Welcome Center is that the gift cards are easier to store and, and they're most effective at, at helping out. Speaking with David West, the mayor of the city of Richmond Hill, talking about their donation drive to support Ukrainian newcomers coming up July 16th, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at Elba Stoico Arena in Richmond Hill. You had mentioned the, the the number about 800 newcomers. Because the, the war is ongoing, is there any indication from the federal government how many more Ukrainians may end up being settled in this area? That's a good question, Jim. I don't I don't know the answer to that specifically. And, and I, I suspect that given the uncertainty of this situation, that, you know, it, it would be hard to predict. Um, you know, as a municipality, and, and you know, we, we we are seeing the the results of this on the ground with this influx of of folks, you know, coming from U- Ukraine to our community. And uh, you know, I can the estimates are, you know, we're going to probably see a lot of people in the next little while, and and they're all going to need help. Um, a lot of them have come with very little, uh, you know, to their name at the moment, and uh, you know they're they're going to be looking for support. And luckily, we have organizations like the uh, the Nativity of Mother of God Orthodox Church and the Welcome Center, and uh, you know York Region to offer the kind of support um, that we need to be able to offer. But the community has a role in that too, and that's kind of the idea of the uh, the donation drive is to support uh, those organizations that are doing the work themselves.
And David, not to sound too corny, but it, but seeing the outpouring of support makes me proud to be Canadian because I think about what happened with the Syrian refugees and how people in the region across Canada welcomed them in. And I'm seeing the same things in the region across Canada, U- Ukrainian refugees. It's, it's To me, it's the, the cornerstone of this nation helping others in need around the world. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, as an elected official, I know that our community is willing to help. We've seen it in the past with other uh, situations that have happened. And I, I, I know from the, you know, during this crisis and I know from past experience that our community uh, is a caring one, you know, and Canadians are, you know, caring people. We pride ourselves on that. And that certainly is uh, the situation in Richmond Hill and York region as well. Get more details on David's Twitter feed at David West RH or the website David West hyphen Richmond Hill dot slash events July 16th, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Elvis Stoico Arena. David, thank you so much and keep up the great work. You're welcome, Jim. Thanks a lot for having me. Send us your good news stories at info at 1059theregion.com. This is good to hear.